We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, welcome to another 10-game slate for the Friday NBA in DFS. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to hurry up and get back on the horse because I had a pretty good lineup last night over on FanDuel, and I had it in a lot of different things, qualifiers, everything else. Mm-hmm. And then that late Jimmy Butler news came down, and you know on DraftKings it wasn't a problem. I was able to go and swerve off of them and you know get some other guys in my lineup, but on FanDuel I basically just burnt money last night. So I need I need another another shot at it and. Even over on DraftKings, it was not a good night because I definitely would not have built the roster I ended up with having all that information at 7 o'clock 
but by the time I got that information, there were only two games left. There weren't a lot of viable swerves to make and, you know, ways to make things fit in. So definitely was not a good night for me. Yeah, um, salvaging spot for me, too. Actually, after vomiting, not having Steph Curry in my lineup uh, over on Fantasy Draft was the fact that um, Cousins held his own and uh, and played fairly well. I mean, it, congratulations to everybody who late-swapped Etwan Moore or whatever. That was just so insane. Yeah. That Like, really, yeah. I mean, this is like typical things and stuff that happens to the Kings every time. It's like, really? Really? Eric Gordon's going to have his best game of the season? Etwan Moore is going to have his best game of the season? Ryan Anderson, you know what I mean? It's like over and over. The oh. season or his career? I think that might have been the best game of his career. Yeah, I know. I know, right? It's like, oh, yeah, it's like it's almost like it doesn't matter. Jimmy Butler's not there. So, of course, they shouldn't win that game. So, yeah, um, a little bit frustrating from a, you know, Kings fan perspective, but definitely not frustrating from a DFS perspective because, you know, when you when we have somebody like Russell Westbrook, Make it all go away <laughs> when um, you didn't have the exposure to John Wall or to Steph Curry, and you're like, "Whew! Thank goodness yes. I had the, the, the monstrous of most monstrous triple doubles uh, in our lineup." So that was the basically the key to you know uh, cashing everything uh, for all the action that we had on Fantasy Draft. All right, let's go ahead and get started here. I think you know what what I need to do, Benny, is just um, do a quick disclaimer for every show. Is that we record thirty six hours in advance, and a lot of people you already know this. So apologies for reiterating that for everybody who's been a loyal listener. But there are new listeners coming in all the time, and we do get that as a regular question um, because you know, like for yesterday's pod, Kemba Walker was a popular play that we talked about, and obviously, you know, he made none of our lineups. We we you know um, swerved off of that. Jeremy Lin was you know congratulations whoever whoever played. Jeremy Lin, who is also a nice cheap uh, value option, uh, yeah. But just keep keep that in mind. If you're listening to this podcast and you hear somebody that's been scratching, you're like, do these guys even know what's going on here? You know, um, yeah. We record 36 hours in advance, so you can get your research started as soon as possible. When after, when lineups lock at 4 p.m. West Coast time, you can fire up this podcast, take a look at the prices that are fresh, and start building some rosters with uh, the information that we provide for you. And all you have to do is make sure you don't play any injured guys. So so we'll do our part to get you ready early, and you do your part by um, you know, checking out those injuries throughout the day. That's it's a, it's a shared experience for us to win some cash together. So apologies if you, if you do hear somebody like Kemba Walker, for example, that we you know discuss at it for any length of time, but we're trying to provide this. Do something else that nobody else in the industry does, which gives you a podcast a, a day in advance. No one else does this in the industry. Period. So, um, we are we're trying to be forward thinking for your benefit and for ours. All right, let's go ahead and uh, jump right in. 20, 20 teams in action. We got some 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 good plays. We got some value options as, as well, and we'll start it off like we always do here uh, at the point guard position. Yeah, I don't really love a lot of the point guards on the slate today, um, or, or the spots that they're in. I think the guy who Stands out the most to me is right at the top with John Wall, um, who I'm going to be paying up for a little bit against that Philly team. As long as Philly doesn't get blown out, this should be a great game for Wall. Um, Philly's been giving up a lot of points to guards all season. Washington plays at a fast pace. I think Philly will try to play pretty fast as well to to match them. Um, like I said, my biggest concern is that Washington may open up the score a little bit in this one. But as long as this game stays close, I think John Wall is probably in for a 50 fantasy point game and, um, you know, could have a chance at a, at a triple-double here. So he's my number one option on the day. I like that call there as well. And uh, speaking of Kemba Walker, if he gets scratched once again, I think you definitely need to look at getting some exposure to Jeremy Lin as well. He just went Lin sanity 
on Cleveland. This is how you know insanity was not like a movie in an actual real thing. Okay, because he just he turned back the clock with 24 and 8 with five rebounds against the Cleveland Cavaliers in a, in a game that they couldn't even climb back into in the fourth quarter, which was insane. He was a large part of that. So, you know, if you're, t- you're talking about the discount that you have available to him, which is super cheap at, you know, 50 in the 5,500 range uh, for Friday's action, uh, he's going to be as good of a play that you, as you can probably make uh, for uh, Friday's action there as well now aside from that too you know we know that we can always sort of attack cleveland uh, at the point guard position with Kyle <coughs> and so for cash games at least i think i'm okay with isaiah thomas the price is um actually gotten a little bit more reasonable he, he did touch 8k there for a little bit there in the middle of january and now he's down to 7500 but he's uh, uh, i mean the floor starts at about 35 fancy points and he's got definitely got 40 point upside and you know um like like we said Kyrie Irving is a guy that you can uh, definitely attack so i like that there as well and the one thing i i will also say here too i mean we've been saying this over and over is that you know Chris Paul has been pretty trustworthy uh, overall for 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 an overall floor. I definitely like John Wall um, more, uh, but for some reason, if you're you're tra- trying to create a little bit of a different lineup, uh, I do uh, in fact like uh, going with Chris Paul against Orlando and El- Alpha Payton defense. Uh, so he's been a guy who's been sort of limited um, in terms of minutes. Uh, overall this season for ineffectiveness or because they've had some very good play off the bench and we can talk about Mario Hosanna when we get to the shooting guard position for GPPs but Orlando is you know seventh worst overall uh, in the NBA in the season in fancy points allowed to opposing point guards and so there's there's a very good spot in Chris Paul we know the usage has to be high because they are sort of limited in what they can do offensively with uh, you know Blake Griffin and, every, and everybody else that they have uh, injury wise having issues so those are the uh, couple of guys that I'm looking for. Anybody else that you want to sort of uh, touch on before we uh, flip the page to the twos? Yeah, the one other guy, I, I really like the Jeremy Lin call. I actually had a little bit of him last night and was was incredibly happy with the return I got on him. Mm-hmm. Um, the other guy who I actually swerved to when Jimmy Butler was out, and again, we don't know if we're going to have Butler for this game or not either, was Derek Rose, who I know you're not a big fan of, but... Mm-hmm. Only at around $6,000, you know, this is a guy that can score. He racks up some assists. You know, they do run a lot of that high pick and roll, so the ball is in his hands a lot. He has a lot of chance to rack up fantasy points. And he's going up against Denver, which is a team that point guards have done well against so far this year. Um, Denver plays at a high pace. Moutier on the other side is not known for great defense. Also a guy who turns the ball over a lot, so the guy who's guarding him, which is likely going to be Rose in this case, you know, has a chance to pick up a few extra steals and, you know, as we know, those steals and blocks, two points each, they can add up to a lot of fantasy points real quick. So I think I'm going to have some Derrick Rose exposure as well. All right, fair enough. Um, I, I sort of feel the way about Derrick Rose. How do you feel about Brow? Um, but you know what? He is coming off a solid game, and the matchup is uh, very, very smart against uh, Emmanuel Moutier. So I'm definitely not going to fault you there. Um, you know, is a, he's a tier two GPP play for me as well. Um, you know, and, and aside from that, sliding a little bit down forward, I think if you watch a little bit of that Sacramento game, you can sort of tell that Rajon Rondo's not completely healthy. Um, yeah. And, That's why I left him off the list. He actually has what would be a pretty good matchup, but I just I don't trust him right now. 
Yeah, Darren Carlson um, played 24 minutes and, uh, oh, sorry, only played 30 minutes in this game and, you know, didn't do a ton of assisting or anything else like that, but did score 19 point, 19 real-life points and paid off five times the price tag at 4600 So there's a little cheap, sneakier option, uh, sort of like a just handcuff to Rajon Rondo um, if you're, you know, getting exposure to, to that game uh, in Brooklyn, uh, which uh, I think is a, it's a, has, has a lot of potential there. I will definitely be making room for Cousins in cash against uh, that lineup. So we'll, we'll talk about that as we move forward. But first, we got to talk about the shooting guard position here and uh, what you want to do here uh, with uh, some, some big boys that are available for the Friday, February so slate at the two. Yeah, I'm not really liking a lot up towards the top end of it. Um, you know, Dwayne Wade against Charlotte, that's a little bit of a slower matchup. We don't know who's going to be guarding him. You know, if Batum is back, that could be a tough matchup for him. Uh, Jimmy Butler is injured, so we don't know if he's going to be playing or not. And even if he does play, we don't know if he's going to be seeing his full minutes. I would like him in that matchup against Denver if I knew he was fine. But again, right now, we don't really know. Um, Chris Middleton against Utah, not a matchup I really want to mess with. Middleton's getting kind of expensive, too. So you're really left with guys like, you know, Monta Ellis, who's got a decent matchup against Kyle Korver with Atlanta. You're left with, like, Will Barton going up against Chicago. He's been seeing a few more minutes. Um, Rodney Hood, who had a horrible game last time, but, you know, had been good for about two straight weeks before that. You know, those are really the guys you're looking at. So none of that really excites me either. What I what I basically come down to at the shooting guard spot for myself, um, Victor Oladipo's playing a few more minutes lately. Yes. You know, last, yeah, last two games he's gotten 35 and 40 minutes. Um, had 37 real-life points in the last game. He gets a couple rebounds for you a couple assists he can get you some of those defensive stats as well so i think if i'm spending up which isn't even really spending up i mean he's only he was 6500 the last time out oladipo is probably the guy i'm targeting and then if jimmy butler is out you know the guy who is the cheap salary saver that i think people are going to use is going to be etwan Moore again you know i'm not expecting him to put up another what did he have 40 fantasy points last night against sacramento but if he stays below $4,000 and can get you 25 to 30 you know, you can't be upset with that. That's that's solid value. So for me, it's probably Oladipo or Etwan Moore, um, which is really the only way I see it. I, I don't really love the shooting guard spot at all. Yeah, I'd, for me, uh, that's a, a situation that's um, going to be going to start and end with me for, personally at uh, – with uh, Victor Oladipo going against J.J. Redick and Jamal Crawford defense. So I'm actually pretty excited about that hit. Um, essentially, I think his best game, or second best game of the season there. He did triple-double there in the second game of the season, but he goes for 37-7 and seven here. So it was a monster performance before that. Um, that was 8.8 times value, by the way. Before that, he went for 41 fancy points and 6.4 times value. And he has known to be a, streak, be a streaky player. So I am um, interested in getting some shares of him overall. The other guy I, I definitely want to mention here is as well is um, Mario Hazonia, as I touched on here, getting some pretty consistent minutes off the bench. Actually, um, only played 20 minutes in this Oklahoma City game, but did you know went for 16 and and four with four trays as well. So he has been known, like we've been talking you know, out there in the preseason and on the season long uh, version of uh, our podcast, the Fancy Basketball uh, Podcast for Rotor Wire, um, a guy who's has done a ton of scoring in the Euro League, and so if he's going to get consistent six-man minutes, at least in GPPs, I think you should be taking a look at potentially getting some exposure. And this is another game, like you said, you know, um, against the LA Clippers, where you don't have to worry about anybody playing defense at the two. When it's JJ Redick, it's when it's not JJ Redick, it's 
uh, Austin Rivers or or Jamal Crawford, and you're excited about all those options defensively. So uh, those are the way I'm I'm going to be looking to set my lineups uh, there as well. And then if you know if you know that Jimmy Butler um, doesn't play, by the way, you can you know, take another flyer on Etan Moore. I don't expect the eleven and a half x that you got against Sacramento, but you know if he's going to he's actually played uh, you know twenty seven to thirty six thirty seven minutes there in. Uh, four straight games and has been very cheap there. We were talking about 3600 as a as a price tag uh, for him, so you really don't need too much. Uh, 20 points is f- more than enough for uh, 6.5x um, in that particular spot, so you can, be, you can really open your, your lineup up salary-wise uh, if you play Eton more and he's able to do half of what he did against Sacramento. All right, uh, before we move on to the small forward position, we have to let you know that we have the rotowire.com uh, 10-day free trial still going on for you all of you who want to take advantage of uh, a lot of great information that we have coming available we have a ton of um, premium articles and information available for fantasy baseball coming up here uh, we've got all the tools that you love for fantasy basketball going on optimizers for all the major sports there mlb nba nfl nhl college football and soccer and those optimizers are available for eight different dfs sites customizable league projections up to the mid depth charts you can take advantage rotowire.com slash pod get to the 10-day free trial let them know that josh and benny sent you you will definitely enjoy it and even if you sign up and you have a problem let me know as well and i'll we'll try to address it as best as possible we're always trying to improve and add things to our premium product and we'd love to get feedback from you and you can do so with a 10-day free trial rotowire.com slash pod all right let's t- talking of slash we're talking let's talk about slashers at the small forward position here Benny, and talk about who you are rolling into your lineup here for Friday. Yeah, I think where I can afford to spend up um, in cash games, I am going to have some LeBron James. Uh, We talked last time about how they're playing at a little bit of a faster pace, and the little faster pace that they're playing at, you know, it's something that benefits him. They put up, they were averaging about 115 points a game for the five games that they played before they lost to Charlotte, which didn't make much sense to me. They lost to Charlotte without Kemba and I'm still trying to figure out how that happened. Um, <clears throat> but basically you've gotten like 50 to, you know, 45 to 55 fantasy points out of LeBron and his price is a tad below 10 K. So for me, that says, you know, consistency, cash game, safety, a guy that can get you five X if you want to go there. Now, coming down from him, though, a lot of these other high-priced options I'm not really a big fan of. Not on Paul George. You know, Gordon Hayward has actually struggled a little bit lately, and I think they're back to playing at a slower pace. So until his price comes down a little bit, I'm not really going to be on him. You know, Carmelo against Memphis, no thanks. You know, Rudy Gay with everybody healthy, you know, priced up is not somebody I want to go to. So I wind up down on guys like Aaron Gordon. Um, power forward now, starting for Orlando, going up against the L.A. Clippers. As long as, you know, Blake Griffin is still out, the Clippers have basically just been rolling a whole ton of guys at that spot. So I think Gordon is going to be more athletic than whatever, you know, former all-star they decide to throw out there at the at the power forward spot on this day. Um, and then the other guy that I like a little bit is Robert Covington. Uh, he's in a paced-up game going up against Washington. You know, we know Washington plays fast. He plays the small forward spot, meaning he's going to see some auto quarter defense on the other side. Um, so I think this could be a game that Covington goes to the upside as well. So for tournaments, I'm probably going to be looking at like Covington and Gordon as the guys I roll out there the most. And for cash games, if I can afford to, I have no problem spending up on LeBron. 
Yeah, uh, I think there's some some different uh, different ways you you can sort of slice this pie uh, overall that make it uh, very interesting. Uh, for me, I think that uh, I I am looking at Aaron Gordon uh, for this slate here because it, this should be a good spot for him matched up. Uh, whether or not you you're, you you like the three or or the four, I'm willing to throw out the game against the OKC. They really this isn't really the type of game, but you want you know exp- you would have wanted exposure to Aaron Gordon with the high pace game where there's just a ton of shooting and um, you know less um, importance you know stressed on things that happen in the paint and Aaron Gordon is a, uh, essentially a power forward so you want him to have matchups like you know the Boston Celtics and the San Antonio Spurs which is a little bit more slowed down pace and he can do what he does best which is you know rebound and defend um, and you know you don't really need to do as much of that when the ball's you know being you know la- launched you know with full court passes and you know endless jumpers out there so Aaron Gordon for me against the LA Clippers I think he can do some serious damage and you should definitely not see any sort of price increase that that you have seen over the past you know two weeks which jumped from 42 to 5400 so I think he's a nice safe double double that you can sort of put into your uh, small forward position uh, even though he is a four Uh, and then the other uh, guy that I'm sort of taking a look at here is um, actually Joe Johnson call me crazy but you know like we said Sacramento is a spot that you always want to attack at the at the shooting guard position maybe you limit him to GPP only because some of these game logs have been sort of ugly but you know he had one of his uh, better games in in quite some time here against the Indiana Pacers and another spot that you always like targeting which is uh, Monte Ellis defense in Indiana need some damage them uh, against them on uh, February 3rd there with 24 uh, 20 points four trades four rebounds and nine assists uh, yeah. believe it or not you know it was funny I was actually when you were done giving your picks one of the guys I was going to say how did you how do you think we should be handling Joe Johnson was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you yeah I'm even fine leaving him available in cash games because yeah. he, you know he's just done uh, so much damage uh, against some of these you know uh, bum crushers and you can call the Sacramento Kings that you know I'm fine with that because you know they, they have a sub 500 record and they've always had problem defending uh, the uh, small forward position, totally fine if if that's the uh, route that you want to go. Now, now, I was going to say, there's one other guy I wanted to throw out there that I forgot about. Um, how do you feel about MKG today against Miami? And you know that his price is going to start coming up. So how much do you, I guess the question is really, how much do you think we can still pay for MKG in a, in a tough matchup against Miami? Uh, that's a good question, too, because I just actually flipped the page because I was expecting somebody to be available at power forward, at small forward. That's not. But, you know, OK, let, let, let's uh, let's just go through this the way we normally construct this. For OK, first of all, in the last three games back, the first thing we always look for is minutes. And this is actually a nice exercise as, as to how we evaluate. You and I both evaluate players. Always. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I always look at. OK, where are the minutes at? The minutes are are as good as they can be. Okay, he's actually played the most minutes, 37 minutes, yeah. and he and he double doubled in the toughest matchup he's had so far this season uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James defense. Okay, mm-hmm. so those are all pluses. So now you're saying, okay, essentially, don't have to worry too much about the production because he's producing against everybody and he's getting the minutes. The minutes are actually going up. So he's two for two. In, in terms of my evaluation. Now, the next thing I take a look at is, like, where do I think, um, based on the matchup and based on what he's produced, where his price will be for Friday, which is what requires guesswork for us. Won't require guesswork for you when you're listening to this, but uh, you know, chances are he may get some sort of bump. The price definitely shouldn't be going down when he produces at 6.2x against mm-hmm. Cleveland. So we take a look at uh, what we have available in terms of price, 
Uh, Michael K. Gross up against Miami. We're t- the last price finished up at 4500 and she still should be below 5 k So I think he's still definitely going to be viable and probably going to be a, a spot where I wouldn't mind playing him as a number two power forward if I don't play Aaron Gordon. I think he has more overall upside than Aaron Gordon because he's a better scorer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there, there's that piece of that too. And then the last thing I always want to check too is, you know, if the matchup is truly elite in terms of defense, which I don't think it is against Miami, um, it's middle of the road. They're about 15th without even counting the numbers. Okay, so then, you know what? Now that I know that they're middle of the pack defensively, um, he's fine, I'm fine for cash and I'm fine for GPP. If it was like a tough, like top five defensive matchup in terms of fancy points allowed to small forwards, I would say, all right, maybe I need to limit my action to GPPs because there's, you know, between Miami playing snail ball and the good defense that they they might have played, which they don't because it's Luol Deng. We've talked about how Luol Deng is just not the same player anymore. Then I would say, okay, uh, maybe I just keep him limited to GPPs. But it looks like to me, it's a, it's not all around fantastic value option uh, for yeah. NKG. So we should probably be having a lot of exposure for Friday. Yeah, I have him probably somewhere between like twenty six and thirty two fantasy points. Mm-hmm. So it's if I a home run from for the price, if it stays below five k. Yeah, like that's why I'm pretty much figuring if I can get him at below like fifty three hundred, mm-hmm. that's probably where I would have like. You know, no problem just pulling the trigger and putting him in there. Because if he gets me at 5,300, if he gets me the 26, that's the 5x I need for the downside. And if he gets me the 32, which is what I have him as, like, the, the high range of his ceiling. Um, not even his ceiling, just, like, the high range of his average, basically. Um, he's going to get me 6x. So I think that, you know, around, like, 5,300, if he's below that, I think he's a great play. If he's there, I think he's, like, reasonably priced. If he gets like above fifty six to like six thousand for some huge jump or something, that's when I'd be like, all right, I don't know if I can play this guy still. All right, fair enough. Uh, I I think that's a, a great way to sort of slice it one way or the other. Um, last thing I want to say too is I actually expected Bellinelli to be small forward eligible, but he's not on DraftKings. He's actually listed as a two which is fine. So I think we want to quickly mention him. He's actually started in the last two games, and he's paid off um, six and a half or, times the price tag or better in three out of the past uh, five or four games, I guess. He didn't play against Memphis, so we'll throw that game out. Um, but Ben McAmore was not healthy, but he was healthy for the last game against Chicago. So the, the two starts ago, that's why he started. The second one was like, well, Bellinelli's kind of rolling now, so we'll give him another shot. And he went 7-14, you know, and uh, hit three trays uh, along with uh, three steals. So, I mean, we're talking about 28, tw- 26 to 32 fancy points is basically you're looking at the range at the $4,300 price tag. The price tag probably goes up, but it's probably still below 5K. And so I definitely like him as a cheaper option at the two as well. So just wanted to flip back to that really quick before we uh, move forward to power forward. And we can do that right now here. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins is going to be lock talk for me. No problem at all playing that guy. The only question uh, for me for me to you is, is who else makes this roster if you're not rostering Cousins? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know, obviously Cousins is is the top of the list, and I think you want to try to get him in there. We've given you enough value at some of the other spots to make it work. But I think this is a day where, you know, obviously if you're playing on FanDuel, you need two power forwards anyway. But even on DraftKings, there's two or three guys that I want in my roster here. Uh, Kevin Love is one of them. You know, he's playing a lot better with this up-tempo style. They're making more of an effort to get him the ball. He's playing like 34, 35 minutes a game. Uh, double-doubles in three of his last four, is averaging around 20 points over his last five, has gone last five games, he hasn't given you less than 5x, and he's hit 6x and 7x in that game, and three of those five as well, so 
he's giving you upside. He's giving you consistency. Like we said, they're they're playing faster. They're scoring more points. He's becoming a bigger focal point on the offensive end of the floor. So I like Kevin Love as a guy you can pay up for, like seventy five hundred on DraftKings. Um, I also really like Derek Favors. I talked about this guy the last two times, and you know he's gone out and given us five x, four and a half x, and six x in his last three. His price when he was healthy was closer to 76, 78, just like Kevin Love's was. He's down now at about seven thousand dollars because he's you know basically five games back from injury. Uh, decent matchup against Milwaukee. He'll be going up against Jabari Parker, who's not the same kind of you know power forward that he is. So he should be able to dominate in that matchup. So I think I'm spending up here at power forward. Cousins, Love, and Favors are going to be the three guys that I'm rolling in a lot of my rosters. Yeah, I think those make a lot of sense. Those are some great bigger, bigger price options that uh, all um, make a good amount of sense uh, overall. Uh, the only th- thing I'm sort of looking at here is, you know, um, we no longer can play Amari Sotomayor, I think, as long as Hassan Whiteside is back in the lineup. So we sort of lost that little nice cheap uh, cheat code option. So that's something to to take note of and um, make mention about. And Jabari Parker, who had been in a good spot overall, is an absolute fade there as well against Utah. Um, and, and the Twin Towers defense. So there we, there we sort of kind of have to take away two guys that uh, we trusted as cheap options. And this is all all the reason why it makes more and more sense to pay up, I yeah. think, uh, for Friday so for some of the big boys. Let me let me throw two names at you I wanted to get your opinion on because I'm, I'm on the fence about one and the other guy I do really like. Um, the guy I really like is actually Marvin Williams, even mm-hmm. though it's a tougher matchup against Miami. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy who I think a lot of people got burned by the other day is Jordan Hill with Atlanta if Jan Mahimi is out again? Yeah, Don, Jan Mahimi. I mean, Jordan Hill is only um, GPP eligible for me, and I hate the matchup against Atlanta. Although Paul Millsap has been a guy that just really hasn't been the same since he's had that death in the family. Uh, overall, mm-hmm. you know, this is a guy, a guy who's been super trustworthy in terms of cash, and he's been absolutely like you know. N- not terrible, but really, like you know, three X is what you could, three to three and a half X is the best you can expect. So you could just tell he's just not the same player for whatever reason. And maybe I think his, the personal issues are actually really affecting him on the floor. So maybe that gives you a little bit of an arrow up on you know that potential matchup uh, with uh, Jordan Hill. But I would I, I don't trust him trust um, uh, Jordan Hill enough to play him outside of GPPs because we all know that you know the. Uh, Atlanta Hawks overall play pretty pretty good defense. Now on the other side of that too, I like Marvin Williams um, because he's been a focal point of the offense, especially if they miss Kimba. His arrow goes up, and Chris Bosh is a guy who doesn't want to want to play a lot of interior defense. So there's that that spot too, and I actually like Chris Bosh too for the same reason uh, because he's going to have like you know Marvin Williams slash Kaminsky or whoever um, in those spots. Uh, he hasn't been you know doing a ton of damage on. Uh, Overall, there's been a pretty consistent score. So I, I'm probably going to swerve off of Bosch uh, overall because you can either pay all the way up to the top in Cousins or go back down into in, into the value town with some of these other options uh, that we mentioned. So, um, yeah, but I I've, I'm actually would probably prefer Marvin Williams over Chris Bosch when just, you know, come to think of it uh, right now. Uh, yeah, since we're, we're sort of talking it out. Power forward to me, I'm just not in love with a lot of the top players overall. So I think just, you know, there's just going to be a lot of exposure from me to... Uh, cousins and to a lesser extent uh, Kevin Love uh, and then uh, I will you know sort of um, pay down in, in some in some other spots because everybody who has been you know playing pretty well overall hasn't um, 
doesn't have the best of defensive matchups or haven't been uh, meaning value overall. I think you do need to take a look at your boy Derek Favors. Um, you know, at the, as long as his price hangs hangs below or around the seven K range. Once again, against Milwaukee and Jabari Parker defense, that's something I definitely prefer um, mm-hmm. uh, for the for the Friday slate uh, because you know we know that Jabari Parker is not a four. And we know that Greg Monroe is not a five. So however you shake that up there, Derek Favors is going to be in, in a very good spot in terms of his ability to, to produce a, a double-double. And, you know, we're talking about 30, 34, and 41 fancy points in the past three games. And he's played 34 minutes or more in all those spots and an average of just above 5x being paid off. So not a huge GPP guy, but a very safe cash game play if you need to pay down below Cousins in Love. All right, uh, Power Forward is wrapped up. And before we get into the center position for uh, Friday's action there, we have to let all the business business owners know that if you need a website, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? So no matter what business you're in, Wix has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be busy too busy to be worrying about the budget the scheduling appointments or building a website for your business and because you're too busy it has to be easy and that's where wix.com comes in with wix.com it's easy and free so go to wix.com to create your own website today the results will be stunning all right, let's go ahead and talk about who's going to be manning the pivot for you for Friday's action. Yeah, I actually have two guys that I'm going to roll on a lot of lineups, two guys I've been rolling with a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy I'll spend up on is going to be Brooke Lopez against Sacramento. We know that he's a huge part of that offense. We know that this is going to be a fast-paced game. Um, you know, again, he'd probably see a little bit of Boogie Cousins defense, which, you know, Boogie doesn't play a lot of defense. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein's a tougher matchup on that side, but still, I mean, Lopez has put up, you know, in his last six games, he's gone for 53, 56, 62, 29 was the bad game, 42, and 38. His price is about 7,500, so you need about 42 fantasy points out of him, and, you know, that's something that he's very capable of getting here. He has upside um, anywhere above, like, 36 or 37 fantasy points, and he's been playing well above that lately. Uh, 30-something minutes, you know, getting 25, 27, 33, 21 points, uh, you know, right around 10 rebounds. The big thing for him is hitting the double-double bonus. Like, if he hits the double-double, he's not a huge rebounder. He's not a guy that gets you 14 or 15. But if he gets you 10 rebounds to go along with the, you know, 24, 25 points and the other stats that he adds in, you know, he can get you a 50-point game pretty easily. So if I'm spending up on anybody, it's Brooke Lopez, and then – um, on a site like DraftKings where I can roll two centers, I still love Nikola Jokic. Um, you know, he's going up against Chicago, which is a pretty good matchup. I'm willing to throw away the last game because they went up against Utah, and that's a really tough matchup for anybody. He still managed to put up, you know, 26 fantasy points, still played the same 30 minutes or so, so I think that's safe. And in five of the six games before that game against Utah, he had 53, 43, 38, 39, and 38 fantasy points with uh, only one bad game thrown in there against Boston with 20. So where I can spend up, I'm going Brooke Lopez. Where I need to save a little bit, I'm perfectly fine going Nikola Jokic. And anywhere I can roll out two of them, like a DraftKings or a Fantasy Aces or a Fantasy Draft, they're probably both going to be in my lineup. 
Yeah, I think that um, I have a little bit of concerns about Brook Lopez uh, overall. I mean, I know that's, you know, the Sacramento Kings is a team that you can always attack. But if you take a look at what, what Paul Gold did, which is I think is a, a fine baseline, he did fine, you know, 16 and 13 with a four assists and two steals, which is, I mean, you don't expect the assists um, from Brook Lopez. But, you know, uh, I always worry about DeMarcus Cousins getting the opposing center in foul trouble because that's what he loves to do. And he plays so aggressively. And Brook Lopez is not a good defender. He's a, a non-plus defender. So I have a little bit more concerns than you do um, in that spot. I think it's an okay play. I don't think it's a great play for, for now. For do you now how do you, but how do you think the Nets are going to match up with them? Because I actually feel like they're going to put that on them. I that's a much better defender. I don't think that. Uh, I, I do not think that that will be matched up on Demarcus Cousins because Demarcus Cousins. He, I don't think that is big enough. He's he's tall and 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 lengthy, but you know if you don't have like a good amount of size against Demarcus Cousins, he will straight up bully you. This is sort of how like remember we had this discussion about like defensive matchups with the the last time. Who did we talk about against Sacramento? Um, and the, we were you were asking me if somebody else was like the four was going to be on him. They almost never put the four, even if he's a better defender. Um, or um, maybe it was Ryan Anderson or whoever we were talking about. I forget with uh, the New Orleans Hornets. They always mm-hmm. almost end up putting the biggest guy possible because he's such a, a bully uh, in terms of you know being on the inside. And Brook Lopez is actually bigger than DeMarcus Cousins. So I think that's going to be the matchup, and I think he's going to be in a little bit of trouble for me personally. So that's how I have that shaking out. Um, I think it's going to be Willie Cauley-Stein versus, um, you know, um, who are we just talking about? Thad Young. Thad will, Young. Will be the matchup for, uh, primarily overall. That's how I have that. Uh, that's my prediction. Now, uh, um, aside from that, I think there's we we got to use some of your cheat codes here that have been uh, pretty pretty successful overall. And we're talking about Nikola uh, Jokic, um, who uh, is, you know – it's funny to say here, but like 26 fantasy points was a down game for him, <laughs> which yeah. you wouldn't have said that to like, you know, 10 days ago. Um, but, you know, he had that big string of games. And then, you know what? Actually, I am cons- uh, encouraged by the fact that he scored 26 um, against the Utah Jazz because that's to me, maybe the toughest defensive front line in the NBA. Yep. between the two and for him to still play 37 minutes and be trusted to do um, what he did um, um, was encouraging to me overall so uh, he's um, sorry he played 29 minutes there and um, the matchup in, gets immensely better against Chicago, which you know has, has a um, you know Pagosol, who's not the, the best defender. He's not a, a terrible defender, but not the best defender in the world. And Taj Gibson, who's a little bit smaller of a matchup. So I like that. I'm going to get exposure to Miles Turner uh, there as well. Al Horford, for whatever reason, I don't know what to say about this, or you know, but like has not been producing well and has been rebounding like a guard. Take a look at these rebounding numbers for Al Horford over the past four games. Six, four, four, and four. What is going on? What is happening? You're playing guys who have, you know, legitimate people um, in the paint. And, you know, the Indiana Pacers, Mount Turner, um, you know, uh, Miami. And then the one game where he should have crushed and they blew him out, uh, they blew them out. He didn't do anything in, you know, and he played 22 minutes with the Philadelphia 76ers. So just like I think you actually have to start targeting the center position on the other side because I don't know what's happening with Al Horford or Paul Millsap, but other teams are are the ones doing the damage. So I'll definitely get some exposure to, to Miles Turner in that spot. And then like on a, you know, a little bit of a home run uh, level there as well. If you want, you, you, you know, you feel decent about like Frank Kaminsky or some or Spencer Hoss, some of those guys, I'm okay with those plays. I don't love those plays. Personally, I'll probably, I would probably, you know, trust uh, Marcin Gortat against Philly before uh, I made, you know, some of those uh, other options. And Gortat has been 
okay, 20 to 30 fancy points, but he has been known to sort of do more damage in bump crusher situations. Uh, so like against Portland where he scored 36 fancy points with 16 and 13 and two blocks, I think that's something about reasonable that they can expect to do uh, against the Philadelphia 76ers. Anybody else you want to mention before we run out of here at the center position? No, I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys whose names we talk about a lot, like a guy like Zaza, who's usually pretty safe, but it's a tough matchup with San Antonio. You know, even like Miles Turner against Atlanta is an is an okay play, but my problem comes down to they're all the same price. There's basically two tiers of pricing, and the guys up in the top, like Gasol and Vucevic and Jordan and all them, you know, I prefer Brooke Lopez to those other guys. And then when you come down to like that 6K price range where you're around guys like Jokic and Turner and Horford and, uh, you know, Greg Monroe, you know, I just prefer Jokic to all those guys. So for me, those are the two that I'm going to be rolling, you know, at the top and at the bottom. And I'm not really messing around with much else. Yeah. So for me, um, I think that we've sufficiently covered a lot of the options, and you have some uh, with this twenty games that you're going to have a lot of flexibility. You can build a, a completely cash game safe lineup and have a completely different lineup for GPPs, and both have um, lineups who definitely can make you some cash uh, there at Josh Hayes FS um, or uh, in your lineup. So don't forget to send me a message on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS and send Benny a message on Twitter uh, at Benny R11. We always love hearing about your your lineup questions or your lineup plays, and we appreciate uh, the people who send us to it like um uh, one of our followers on twitter who sent us the message uh showing us that he uh listened to the podcast and in cash and in, in like almost every quintuple up on on fando which is awesome so uh shout out to him and uh thanks for listening we definitely appreciate it uh don't forget you can check out the podcast on itunes and stitcher and subscribe to uh at rotowire on twitter for all your fantasy dfs and season long needs uh thanks for listening and we'll be back here with the saturday edition of the rotowire dfs podcast for your consumption tomorrow Good luck, everybody. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.